Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Thank you for joining us again. If it's your first time with us, welcome. So good to have you connect with us. Now, I've had the privilege of being in different bands pretty much from the age of like my mid-teens. Everything from church bands to like metal bands. And I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. During that time, I really learned the value of sound. Um, specifically in a venue, uh, just what good quality of sound can mean to the end user, but also to the person on stage playing. What do I mean by that? Well, if ever you've been in a venue where there's been live music, you would have experienced what we'd call front of house, which is just the, the sound that's coming at you Uh, from what's being produced on stage. It's coming through the main speakers. And that's super important. Front of house sound is vitally important. Why is it important? Because ultimately, that is what you as the listener would experience. And that's important for the band because they are doing their utmost best to really tell the story that they're trying to tell or or communicate the heart behind the music that they're trying to. And that's all through giving you the best sound that they possibly can. So front of house is super important. What's even more important than front of house is the onstage monitoring. Those onstage monitors, those speakers that the band hear themselves through, that's super important. Why? Because that'll ultimately determine what you in the audience would hear and that's all based off what they can hear on stage so oftentimes you will have more than one musician sharing (laughs) an on-stage monitor with another musician and that can get quite tricky because you never quite get the perfect mix you never quite get that perfect sound you're getting as much as you need to get the job done, but it's not quite ideal. If you want to get really specific, if you want to kind of really get very, very tuned into exactly what you want to hear as a musician, you'd get what we call in-ear monitors. When you have in-ear monitors, you can pretty much say, I want more of this and I want less of that. I want uh, more keys, I need less guitar, Uh, I need a bit more backing vocals. Uh, You can drop the lead vocal a touch. uh, And uh, I need some good, strong drums coming through, please. You can get really specific. Now, all of that is run from what we call the sound desk. The sound desk has different channels. Each instrument or vocal on stage would have their own channel. So the drums will have their own channel, the bass will have their own channel, the different guitars will have their own channels, the, the, uh, the different keys would have their own channels. 
the vocals, they'd all have their own channels. And then some bands would run with a track, which is just some extra pre-recorded instruments or vocals that they would add in for specific songs that would have its own channel. And as a musician on stage, you can choose what do you need louder and what do you need softer. And the sound engineer will be able to do that for you. And as we take this story, as we take this, this, um, this, this analogy and kind of work it into our lives as a bit of a metaphor, I wonder, what is the loudest channel in your life? What is the loudest channel in your life? Maybe it's the, the drums and the bass. You know, maybe it's that, that, that thing keeping you on time, keeping you punctual. Maybe it's that inward drive to, to be more, to do more. Maybe the drums and the bass is that loudest channel in your life. Maybe the keyboards. Maybe it's that melody of love. Maybe it's those re relationships that dictate the direction of your life. Maybe it's the, the keyboards that's the loudest channel in your life. Maybe it's the guitar. In our house, the guitar is the party instrument. Maybe the party is the loudest channel in your life. Maybe, and I found this to be so true in so many of our lives, maybe the backing vocals is the loudest channel in your life. You know, social media, mainstream news, the opinions of people, those conversations that that always kind of have an agenda, the backing vocals. <laughs> Maybe in your life, the backing vocals is the loudest channel in your life. Or maybe my prayer for you would be that the lead vocal would be the loudest, the predominant, the central channel in your life, that the voice of God would be that loudest channel in your life. And I wonder right now is a really good time to just ask yourself the question, what is the loudest channel in my life? What's that loudest voice in my life? What is that central voice that I listen to? the most. You see, whatever's loudest in my life will ultimately determine and dictate the direction of my life. I think that this concept, this idea is best depicted through the life of a man by the name of Joshua. Now, Joshua was led by a man by the name of Moses. Moses was the leader of the nation of Israel. And God had given the nation of Israel a promise 
that he was going to take them into their own space, their own land, where he would bless them. And as he promised this land to them, the, the nation of Israel got to kind of the, the doorstep of this land. And Moses selects 12 men to go into this land as spies, to go and check out the land and see what it's like, and then come back with a report. And Joshua? Well, Joshua was one of these 12 men that went in to this promised land to go and spy it out. And they went and looked at the land, and they saw the people were big, and the fruit was huge, food was huge, grapes the size of your head, uh, like just crazy, crazy abundance in in this land. And when they came back, they'd all seen the same stuff and it was time to give a report. And what's incredible is that two out of the 12 saw opportunity and 10 saw threat. They'd all seen the same thing. Two saw opportunity, 10 saw threat. The truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, in the moment, negativity prevailed. As a result, the decision is taken to not enter into the promised land. But Israel ends up spending another 40 years wasting time in the wilderness. We fast forward 40 years, we catch up with with um, with Joshua again. And when we meet up with him again, the leader of the nation of Israel, Moses, has died. And God has appointed Joshua as the new leader. And God starts to speak to Joshua. And ultimately, Joshua goes and he connects with God. And God starts to tell Joshua what he wants him to do. And he says to Joshua that the nation is going to enter into a brand new season. That he's going to renew his promises with them. And that they need to be strong and that they need to be courageous. In fact, during this very short conversation that God has with Joshua, on three different occasions, God says to him, be strong and courageous. He says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. Now, why would God tell Joshua to be strong and courageous? Three different times. The task is big, yes, I get that. But I can't help but just live myself into that situation. And I can only imagine that that negativity and that criticism of the past must have still been hanging quite thick in the air. I mean, it's the whole reason why they didn't enter into the promised land in the first place. And I can only imagine that in order to get 
past or through that negativity, to get through that criticism, God is encouraging Joshua to be strong and to be courageous. Unfortunately, we'll know this for our own lives. People hang on to negativity far longer and gravitate towards negativity far quicker than what they ever do to anything positive. So God is really just saying to Joshua here that I want you to, through the negativity and through the criticism, I want you to be strong and I want you to be courageous. It's going to be there. The negativity, it's going to be there. The criticism, it's going to be there. It's not like it's going away. It's going to be there. But in spite of it being there, I need you to be strong. I need you to be courageous. So how does he? How does he stay strong? How does he stay courageous? Even through the bombardment of the negativity. Well, we see it in, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 7 through to 9. Here's what God says to Joshua. He says this. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What God is saying to Joshua here is, he's saying, I want you to silence the voice of negativity in you. I want you to silence the voice of negativity by making my voice the central voice in your life. And as he does that, he actually ends up giving God, uh, God giving Joshua Oh, like a blueprint as to how to live this out. How to, he gives him the practical tools, so to speak, how to actually live out in this strong and courageous manner, even in the face of negativity and criticism. And ladies and gentlemen, if you and I are honest, like we live in a very negative space right now. We are in a global pandemic, <laughs> a global crisis. And most of what we engage with day in and day out is really negative, whether it be politically, whether it be socially, whether it be in our workplace, in our homes, in our friendship circles. We do face a lot of negative talk 
right now. We face a lot of criticism from top to bottom right now. And as I look at what God gives to Joshua here, I really think there's something for you and for me to take from this for us to live out in a very negative space, to live out a very strong and courageous life. So here's what God says to Joshua. If we take what he's just said, he said, be strong and courageous. That's awesome. How do I do that? The very next line, he says, study my word continually. Study my word continually. It's like if you want to get hooked off the negative words that are spoken around you all the time, then you may need to shut them down by focusing on my words of truth for your life. They're caught up in the Bible. And as you spend time in there, I'll lead you, I'll guide you, and my words will stir up faith, and they'll stir up strength, and they'll stir up hope, and they'll stir up courage within your heart. And we do that by, as he said there, meditating on it day and night. It just means making it a part of us. You see, when I spend enough time with God, His words become my words. His thoughts become my thoughts. And as people engage with me, and as people engage with you, when we're living in that space, there's far less of me coming out. There's far less of you coming out. And there's far more of Him coming out in those moments. And it's not just about reading the words. He says, be careful to obey all my instructions. We need to actually live out those words. We need to live them out on a daily basis. And as we do, that strength, that, that, that faith, that hope, that courage starts to be seen through our lives. He says, then you'll be successful in all you do. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He gives us a promise there that He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. But that He'll be with us through the entire process. It was the author, Owen McManus, who said in his book, The Last Arrow, he said, Fear is a choice, but so is faith. Fear is a choice, but so is faith. You see, you and I, we get to choose which side of the conversation are we going to stand. Are we going to be with a 10 where we just perpetuate the voice of fear? Or are we going to make some strong, some courageous decisions, start living out these words that we engage with of hope, of faith, of strength, of courage, and stand with the two and be that voice in our families, in our workplace, in our friendship circles, in our society. 
See, negativity is always going to come our way, guys and ladies. We can't escape it. Criticism, you'll always have them. You'll always have critics. I've got a personal mantra that I live by today that just says, you get to choose your criticism. I get to choose what I'm criticized for. I'd rather be criticized for being a constant voice of hope than facing the opposite kind of criticism. We need to remember that negativity has a mission in our lives. And it's to cause us to lose heart, to get discouraged. It's there to to kind of push us and, and, and try to get us to gravitate towards what sounds like it, what feels like it, and what behaves like it. But for you and for me, we get to choose. Fear is a choice. Negativity is a choice. But so is faith. Right now, where we're living, we're all facing something new. If I can put it in these words, we are all in a new season of life. All of us. Our workspaces have changed. We might still be doing the same thing, but we're having to do it in a brand new way because of a global pandemic. Uh, Because of that, you might not even be doing the same thing. You might be doing something completely new, something completely different. You're in a new season in your workspace. That's affected your home life. Within your home, you're in a new season, needing to navigate some some new things. Within your friendship circles, you're in a new season. As a church, we're in a brand new season. And we get to choose. Are we going to be choosing fear? Are we going to be choosing faith? You see, in order for you and for me to be effective in this new season, we need to be courageous in shutting down the voices of negativity in our lives. And the only way that we do this is by making God's voice the central voice in our lives. Find it amazing that God says to Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. And years later, Jesus comes along, speaks to his disciples. And in the book of John, chapter 10, he says to them three times, my sheep know my voice and they follow me my sheep know my voice and they follow me my sheep know my voice and they follow me how do i love a life that is strong and courageous i learn to know the voice of god and i follow him To silence the voice of negativity, I must make God's voice the central voice in my life. See, 
when God's voice is the loudest voice in my life, he fills my heart with faith. He, 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 he fills my, my body with strength. And he empowers me to act out in courage. I believe that the voice of hope that my loved ones need is found in me. I believe that the voice of hope that your loved ones need is found in you. And not within yourself, but as you engage and as you make God's voice the predominant voice in your life, you become that voice of hope, that voice of strength, that voice of faith, that voice of courage for your family, for your loved ones, for your workplace, for your church, for your friends, for your society, your community. We get to choose. What voice am I going to be? And I know just like me, you want to be that voice of hope for them. I wonder today, what is your next step? What's your next step? Today, you may be in a place where you need to make some courageous decisions in shutting down some negative voices in your life. You see, like we said last week, Jesus said, I have come, Jesus has come, that they, being us, may have life and life to the full, a rich and satisfying life. You and I are never gonna experience that rich and satisfying life, that full life, when we gravitate towards the negative voices in our lives, not gonna happen. But when we choose faith over fear, that is when we start to experience that full life. What? What negative voices are you needing to shut down in your life right now? Maybe you're needing to step away from some social media platforms just for a while. Just for long enough that you will know His voice and follow Him. That when those voices are reactivated in your life, you can clearly differentiate between the voice of negativity and the voice of hope. Maybe you need to shut down certain conversations at work right now, meaning just step out of them. Go, take some time. Get, get to know the voice of the Good Shepherd. Get to know the voice of God for your life. I wonder today, guys and ladies, what will your choice be? Fear or faith? The ten or the two? I love the saying that says the loudest booze normally come from the cheapest seats. I don't want to sit in the cheap seats, guys. I want to be that voice of encouragement. I want to be that voice of hope. I want to be that voice of faith that my loved ones, that my community needs. And I pray that you want to be that voice too. Let's get to know the voice of God, make His voice central in our lives and follow Him as He directs us. Let's pray together.
Father God, I thank you, Lord, that as we've all stepped into something new in our lives right now, Father God, as we're all in a new season of life, Lord, I thank you that your purpose for us remains the same. Lord, that you want to give us a full and satisfying life that can only be found in you. And Lord, I pray that as guys and ladies are busy making decisions inside of them right now, Lord, I thank you that you will give them the strength to act out courageously, to shut down the voices that they need to shut down right now. But beyond that, Lord, Lord, that we will all come and really learn to know your voice, spend time with you, engage with you, and that as we know your voice, that we will follow it, and that ultimately we'll speak from your heart, being a voice of hope, a voice of courage, a voice of strength, a voice of faith in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our community. Today, Lord, we choose faith over fear as we follow you and make your voice central in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. If you want to chat with us, hop onto any of our social media spaces. You can find us at Life Central Midrand. Uh, we'd love to engage with you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.